0: with us today is andrew liveris he was chairman and ceo of dow chemical one of the biggest companies in the world and uh... he wrote a new book uh, leading through disruption well uh... mister liveris uh... welcome to uh, wabc thank you john happy to be here uh, tell us why uh, uh... tell us a little bit about yourself where you started and how you got to be Uh, the CEO of one of the largest companies in the world. Well,
1: I'd like to call it the American dream. It it probably is, but also the Greek dream and the Australian dream. i the son of Greek immigrants to Northern Australia, uh, first of my um, family to go to university, college, uh, did chemical engineering and Dow Chemical found me, uh, recruited me, and I had a 43-year career. Pinched myself as I got promoted, and when I got to you know, I've been running for the top job um, and got it. I spent 15 years as CEO and chairman. And uh, i got to tell you, John, um, whether it be my Greek heritage, my Australian upbringing, whether it be my American dream, I'm true. Uh, I'm a global citizen, but I truly feel like I've had a blessed life. And I wrote a book uh, 10 years ago called Make It in America, which got a lot of fame, especially with the Obama and Trump administrations. And
0: I decided to write a second book as I retired. Now, uh, I mean, you're too young to retire. But uh, aside from that, uh, the, your new book is called uh, Leading Through Disruption. And being the CEO, I remember asking you one time, uh, uh, how many countries was Dow Chemical in?
1: Yeah, well, we were uh, it had sales offices in 160 countries and manufacturing facilities in over 50 of them.
0: Now, I remember also asking you, how many countries did you go to a year being CEO? Uh, 40 international trips. Uh,
1: Almost every trip was a country, but, you know, I did a lot of countries twice and three times.
0: So somewhere between 20 and 30 countries a year. Now, dealing in so many countries, uh, international risks, money risks, I mean, you have to be one-sharp CEO. Uh, I mean, seriously, I mean, not, not everybody can do that uh, complicated uh, job. Uh, how did you feel about it?
1: Well, I mean, I wrote the book uh, because I think this century, as a CEO, as a leader, any leader of any institution, but certainly global institution, is seeing so much disruption, so much tectonic shifts. And so many interventions. You think about this century, 9 11, the global financial crisis, the global pandemic, the rise of China, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, I mean, politics failing in every major country that is a democracy. Uh, I, I felt that to be a CEO and to deal with that, I had to have a different playbook, a different way of operating. And one of those, John, was to reinvent myself. You know, I wasn't the CEO when I retired that I was when I started. And I think I took account of at least six different versions of myself. You had to be resilient, persistent, and agile and keep pivoting your large corporation and pivoting down the size, you know, and eventually the merger to DuPont. I mean, I, I got to tell you, cultural change of the large kind is not for the faint-hearted. But I wrote this book to give the next generation... Some positive lessons about what I learned on how to do that. I talk about geopolitics, country risk, I talk about financial risk, I talk about people risk, I talk about environmental, social, and governance risk, I talk about digital risk. And I bring them all together and say, here's how you manage your way through those intersections. And you know, it's the old football adage don't just go deep, don't
0: just go wide. You have to go deep and wide, and that's what I try to do in the book. Understood. And uh, has the book hit the stands yet? Uh, is it out? Tomorrow. you You are my first live
1: interview. Uh, well, my first interview to tape, I guess, but you're going to go live. And uh, I'm I'm all week. I have a, a book signing in Barnes or Avenue, next Monday, the 18th of July. And, um, I mean... Uh, It'll be hitting the stands big time. I've got a lot of pre-orders, a lot of big endorsers from Richard Branson to Hank Paulson to Tony Blair to Jamie Dimon to Satya Nadella. They've all written nice notes about the book. They've all read it. and They've all said it's the playbook for leaders for the 21st century
0: that is wonderful because uh, uh, it's becoming uh, more and more complicated to find the right CEOs to run that size of company and uh we've seen it we've seen that uh, so many times in the last 20 years you know company like, uh, companies like companies uh, like uh Xerox and Kodak and and so many uh, uh companies that did not make it because they weren't as good as the original CEO um
1: yeah yeah
0: Totally. totally. Do- you know, families,
1: families are one thing, but running corporations, five, six generations, you know, that's, that's a much harder thing, and they're complicated, and these tectonic shifts make it even more complicated. So you're right. It's, it's not how to find someone to lead. Uh,
0: and, and tell us uh, the uh, the fact and, and the reason you wrote the C- the, the book in. And- Who is your audience? Who do you want to read that book?
1: Well, i got to tell you that when I first started writing it, my publisher said, you know, this is not a business book. This is a book for all leaders. You could be leading an NGO, leading a government, leading a city. You can be leading a company. You also need to help young people understand that our generation hasn't screwed it up. What we've done is we've given you a massive opportunity, and here you young people have to step up and understand that the playbook for leadership in this century, this is the way you go forward. Don't look back. Don't look at what we did. We grew up in the boom-boom years post-World War Two, where growth could forgive all sins. This sort of growth is responsible growth, is sustainable growth, is growth that is you know includes equality. And let's not make it wokeism. Let's make it a business strategy. Let's generate new profit pools based on responsible business. So I've worked for the generation that's getting despondent in the lack of leadership. I've got an academy I've started in my alma mater. it got 120 students in it right now, and they're being taught books in this book. And what I decided to do was to actually make the book available for the entire next generation.
0: Well, that is wonderful news. Anything else you want? Now, the book is going to be available on Amazon and Barnes & Nobles. Where is your book available? Yeah, all bookstores that have business or leadership books as of tomorrow.
1: And it's been on Amazon for a while. Amazon is going live for ordering
0: tomorrow. Well, I'm going to make sure I order your book and uh, and read it this weekend. And uh, uh, anything else you want to say to uh, all American people?
1: What I want to say is... America is based on hope and dreams, but America is also based on perspiration. This book will give you a pathway to work hard to get the rewards that America can offer. Uh, please pick it up and then drive us to the next century,
0: this century, with positivism, not the negativism we've seen of late. Andrew Liveris, former chairman of Dow Chemical and CEO a hundred and sixty countries is it uh, uh congratulations yeah. congratulations to you. you're too young to retire maybe on our <laughs> next interview you'll tell us what you're going to be doing for the next 20 years i will do that john and great to be on your show and your friend thank you so much and uh god bless you and congratulations on your son's uh, uh wedding
1: and thank you john and love to you and margot and the family
0: thank you